0: Hello beautiful people. Welcome to episode 37 of Photo Country and I'm your host Rajiv. I took a wee bit of a break from the last episode due to work commitments. But I'm back with an episode with a good friend of mine, Giuliano Baby. He's an award-winning photographer from Brazil, currently based in New Zealand. Landscapes, products, action, you name it, he has done it all. He used to be a professional volleyball player before his transition into photography. I found him, funnily enough, at work. Believe it or not, he is a colleague at SCG where I have my day job. So, after a lot of back and forth in between his shoots and work, we got together for an interesting chat. So, here we go. Welcome to the show, Giuliano. Thanks for making the time. It's, it's quite by accident that I never knew that we had a, an accomplished photographer in our midst at work. So let's begin with an introduction. What do you do in New Zealand at present?
1: So hello again, guys. My name is Juliano Baby. I'm a photographer. I've been in New Zealand for almost 11 years. Actually, in New Zealand, I'm doing photography and I'm around the printing business as well. Since I moved to New Zealand, I started learning about printing because I was that kind of person who needs a visa. And that's how I got my residency, my citizenship from this job, right? Yeah, I'm 41 years old and father of one little boy, married my beautiful wife. And uh, here we are again to explain a bit more about my photography journey.
0: Right. So what kind of photography do you do, Juliano?
1: Oh, in these days, pretty much everything. But of course, as always, as every single one, you get some preference. So my one's more body human and then portraits pretty much. But what I do pretty much commercial photos. Doesn't matter what, I just, if I can help, I'll do my way to to help. But you do action, a lot of action. Yes. Yeah, I do sports. As I said, I do everything. And these days, pretty much I'm covering the whole range of photography. Because working this business for around 20 years, I discovered that if I tag my name or my professional photography in one side, I'm going to be losing a lot of other sides, right? And the game changed to me when I moved to New Zealand that I discovered if I just try to be a commercial photographer in New Zealand, I don't know for the others, but I'll be fine. So I don't know if I can say this words. <laughs> and because what I realized after only a few months in New Zealand, the market here is really small. The way that they used to shoot in here was way different than we used to shoot in Brazil or America. And then I just like, okay, that's a good opportunity to reinvent myself and start like doing things that I really like to do. It Less a landscape. I do enjoy the landscape a lot because that's like a therapy for me. Just be there, wait the right moment, Find a nice composition. It's pretty cool. But yeah, commercial photography in New Zealand is a bit hard, I would say. I don't think that the people pay fair here. The companies pay fair. I think they kind of explore because they know that's 10 other guys that will do cheaper than you. So you have to pretty much downsize your production, downsize the amount of people that should be worthy for that kind of photo shoot. But this is New Zealand, and I understand that's the way they like to work. I talked to a friend of mine. He's a Brazilian guy. He was shooting. He invited a crew to shoot in America, California, two weeks ago, and he said we brought to from Brazil to America around fourteen professionals to work around this photo shoot. And I asked him, "Why don't you hire someone from America?" Because he said, "I know these guys. I know how capable they can do it for me." And that was the big deal. We'll never, I would say, I, I never did a photo shoot that I had to hire more than three four people because as I said they don't want to pay anything that you appear as a photographer or photography they say yeah that's cool that's what it is
0: yeah it's because it's a smaller market yeah smaller economy yeah so and the other thing is just because of the democratization of technology cameras are cheap so anybody can become a photographer
1: yes I agree but the thing is, what is to be a professional photographer? To be a photographer, anyone can be with smartphones, right? To be a professional photographer, you need to understand customer. You need to understand the whole concept or the whole idea of the shooting. You need to know how to pricing. You need to know how to talk with all these people around this big day. And what I see and what I saw, mainly of these people, these professionals or these photographers, They don't really know what to do it. They just know that in the end, they can talk to Photoshop and say, Photoshop, please help me. Or hire someone to help save the photos. Sometimes people contact me, oh, can you edit my photos? And I say, yes, I can do it. But price that I'll charge you, probably you're going to pay me what they paid you, right? And more. That's my way. I don't say that's the right way, but that's my way. I don't need to save someone's name because that's all about names. A brain, whatever, because, and that's why I understand as a photographer. So the thing is, as I spoke to a lot of big photographers, people that I know, what I saw was a lot of big names here, big photographers. They are really well known because they know people and that's normal. That's everywhere is like this, but they still not know about copyrights and about the whole circles around this big commercial stuff. I'm talking about commercial photos, right? And the other term is I see people doing uh, nude photos or things that they used to be before, twisted to, to do before, but now they decide, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm not a that you can start exploring. But it's pretty much Snapchat. That's what they do all the time. Take a girl with pretty much naked, but not full body, because who doesn't like this in New Zealand? And then they'll do a shot and they say, that's my... Sensual photo shoot. That's a lady with lingerie and they'll say, oh, that's a, a stunning photo. And that's what's, for me, it's really hard to understand that we have more and better technology to help us, but less quality, way less quality, because people know that they can save the shooting on Photoshop. But yes, with, I would say, a good knowledge in printing, I can see straight away. If this photo came or right when they shoot, or they have mm. to edit the photos because all the aberration chromatic that appear is always came from Photoshop or from some sort of like software. That's, I think is the big problem here. People, not just here, I mean, Brazil, America, no one teach you how to be professional, they teach you how to shoot, but you can teach someone how to shoot, how to handle the camera, but to be a professional, to act as a professional, it's another, like another big game.
0: I hear what you're saying in the sense that if you're a printer, you need to be qualified to be a printer. Mm, You you cannot just rock up and say, I can print. How do you know that person is a professional? Is there a standard? Who tells someone that he's a professional? Is there a qualifying body which says, this person is professional? Like, Uh for example, if I want to be a project manager, I can be certified as a project manager. I study that course. I go for a course. And you get certified. You write an exam. You get certified as yeah. a certified project manager.
1: But that means that you are a professional.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, well, so because there is a certifying body which tests my
1: knowledge. Yeah, but doesn't mean that you are professional. You know, you have the knowledge, but doesn't mean that you know how to act with this knowledge.
0: I get what you're trying to say, but what I'm saying is that in in photography, because the entry barrier is very low, there's more people coming in. And consequently, they drive the price down because Mm -hmm. there's somebody else to do it for cheap, literally for zero.
1: It's a a really fine line, yeah, to see it. Yeah, I understand. And I agree with you. But the thing is, because of people like people, normal customer, normal client will come into you and they want to see the beauty of the image. As a photographer, we all should read the image, not just see the image. And our customers, because they're going to do this automatically. That's how human brain works. But as you said, you can do some, get some certification in project manager, printer, whatever. I know, and I can tell you, a lot of printers, a lot of photographers, they have the best cameras in the world, or they work around the best printers in the world, and they only use the standard profile. So means, like I can tell you, today I was shooting a marathon. And uh, the weather was all right, but wasn't perfect for, I would say, beginning or intermediary guy, because we have clouds, the light was changed all the time. And if I tell you, you have to control your white balance manually, not using anything automatically, the guy was shooting the same event. He was struggling to do it because he has no clue. He, He knows like we have the white balance, but he doesn't know. It's more like for me, maybe it's because of years working around, it's visual. You don't need to give me the camera and I can tell you the setup before you give me the camera or which lens I need to use for this shooting. I can let you know before I get the camera in my hands. But this is experience. This is studying, a lot of studying, a lot of testing, a lot of try. I like to do this a lot. So to see, to say that someone's a professional, in my opinion, involves way more than have a good camera or photographing every single day. How much money or he, does he know how much cost each click of his camera? He knows how much depreciation has his gears during a month or during like the whole year. That's mm-hmm. all these little things that the customers or clients, they don't need to know. We all should know because you invest some money like in this microphone or this headphone or in my computer or whatever, and we should know, okay, I need to pay this in this amount of time. I need to pay this new lens or this new camera in this time, right? I need to make jobs. I need to make sure that I'll get jobs to run all this costs easily and pay me fair. Because what I see in these days, people surviving with photography as a designer, as pretty much everyone, but I mean, in our area, people surviving. And I think that's a big mistake. Because I can charge you $1,000 today for one shoot. But if you just Google it someone, the same should, some, you're going to find someone to do for $500, 150 $80.
0: Okay. So tell me something. So you have a very strong opinion of, of that you have to be a professional and you need to know what's your worth and how much yeah. you can charge, yeah. right? Right. But how do you get to that stage? Or how did you get to that stage? What work did you do in order to equip yourself with
1: that knowledge? I think studying a lot, as I'm, one of my degrees was technology of photography, helped me a lot, but not in terms of costing, merely the costing. All the other things, like I was always researching, studying, asking the big guys, I mean, big names from US, from Brazil, from Europe, I will send emails. Oh, how much did you charge for this photo shoot? Why did you charge the price? Some guys, they were never going to tell you, right? What the big guy's charging, what I'm capable to do. I can charge that. Beautiful. All right. But I was always researching and I still doing this because times changed a lot before COVID and after COVID. It's a different game. People are not keen to invest a lot of money in photographers, in campaigns as well. So that's how I got this knowledge. So I was creating Excel tables with my numbers. I know this camera here, like I have two different cameras, all Nikon, but I know for some kind of shooting that I will be doing, I'm going to use my best camera or some I'm going to use like my worst camera. I mean, worst camera doesn't mean that I'm not capable to do this job, right? Because these days people having this mirrorless amazing technology, but if you give a digital DSLR camera, they have no idea how to work with. If you give a manual camera or manual lens or analogic camera, they still not know it. And they should know because if you know the basics, everything in life, that's what I believe, will be easy for you to step up. If you know the basics, how to print, if you know the basics, how to create a website, that will be easy because you know the bottom. If you know the bottom, it's easy for you to step up. That's what I believe.
0: Because you have a degree in the technology of photography and you know the science behind it so well, do you think it pays to go to a photography school? Will that make you, you know, stand you a better chance of becoming a more professional photographer? Do you think that's, that will make the difference?
1: I would say that's a lot of course around the world about photography. But mainly, they're going to teach you how to use the gears, the camera, mainly. I would say, or I would suggest, don't go to another course of photography or another workshop, go around business guys and ask them, how did they charge an hour? How do they do to control the money? How do they make the money? Like my other degree was in business administration. That still I Honestly, I didn't know why I did that, but I understand that's make me understand more the administration part of any business or my business. So if I'm working as I do at the printing business, so I like to know the whole process. I don't like just to be there in one department. Of course, I'm hired to be in one department. If I know the whole process, someone can come to me and say, hey, I need to print this size. I need to, this going to be outdoor. What should I do? So I know already how to act and how to help this this person and make sure that everything goes smoothly and through all the way until we finish printing. Because that's yeah. the other problem. We receive photos. I receive sometimes photos from other photographers, but people taking photos with ISO hundred twenty something thousand because oh, but my camera is capable to do it. Yeah. The thing is, digitally, everything you can do it. You use mid journey, you can create a photography. But when you have to cross this to a digital, sorry, analogy, that you're going to convert this for a print 2D, that's a way different game.
0: From what I understand, what you're saying is that one needs to understand the business of photography in order to become a better photographer or a better commercial photographer. If you reverse engineer, Mm-hmm. In terms of the technology, vis a vis what you're charging, will that make you a better photographer?
1: No, I don't think so because I know a lot of amazing photographers, amazing guys that knows how to click, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to charge, right? So there's a balance that you have to find. So, okay, I can invest in a lot of workshops, in a lot of gears, but if I do invest, in workshops of uh, business investments or anything around marketing, blah blah blah. That for sure will help because what I believe and what I learn, my photograph is going to be created in my brain before I take the photos, of course. But my photograph is going to be created from everything that I studied, everything that every single movie that I watch it, every kind of music that I listen. So I listen every style of music. I watch any kind of move. Of course, normally I try to analyze to, to be more technical, to watch the movie. That's me. And since I, I started this journey as a photographer, one guy told me, if one became a good photographer, you have to see or to watch or whatever, minimum 100 photos per day. So I have a lot of websites, a lot of people that I like, and not just the one that I like, but people that I see, wow, that's is a good photo. That's something that I can, I don't need to copy, but that's, everything's going to go and get stuck in your brain, your subconscious. And then one day you're going to do it. Oh, shit. I have this idea, but it's not your idea. That was already stuck in your brain. That's what I believe. If you want to become a better photographer, minimum 100 photos per day. If you can do 1,000, that will be way better. But 100 is fine because you just start loading a lot of like photos, a lot of images, whatever kind of image, oh, I just like fashion. No, don't look only fashion photos, look war photos, look photojournalism, look wedding photos, because that's the thing that I decided to change, to not say I'm only commercial photographer, because I realized sometimes as a commercial photographer, I need to do something more creepy, or I need to use some sort of language or style that I saw in a newspaper style, like more photojournalist. I would say 10, 15 years ago, I started say, oh, if you hire me to shoot your wedding, I'm going to shoot as a photojournalist. People are not going to be looking to the camera. That's bullshit. Always was like this, but the names look more like, oh, people will be more free to to do whatever they want, and you will have a guy here are going to be like a paparazzi. Oh shit, That's always was like that, but the names just changed it. Yeah, that's, I would say, a, a good recommendation. Look for a lot of photos. I think it's almost
0: like what you're teaching the AI, machine learning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. That's our brain. That's that's a principle. That's our brain. More information that you have, more. Better it is. Yeah, better it is. I studied a lot of different stuff. I studied IT. I studied spirituality. Man, so many things. My brain doesn't stop. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night just to write a note that I don't want to forget because my brain is just wrong I don't recommend to get in this point, but that's me. Okay, let's get into the thing that I like about your
0: photography mm. is your lighting. The way it differs from photograph to photograph. Like other photographers I see, at least on the feed, they only put those It's a certain style and all the images have the same kind of color palette, lighting, etc. It's probably they want to say that's their signature style. But with your photography, there's a lot of variety. So there's a lot of moody photographs. For example, those gym shots of the Mm bodybuilder that's very nicely shot, very sensual, but also it shows off the structure, the muscles. That tonality is really amazing. Thank you. And plus, I mean, the other image of your kid that you shot that white background mm-hmm. that's really cool <laughs> so there's a lot of variety in, in lighting I yeah. see
1: how did that come about honestly I think because seeing or the amount of photographs that I see per day in my free time I'm just like my phone my computer Oops. every night before I go to bed brings me and of course I'm trying to do something different in every single shoot if you came to me, ask me, I want to do the same shoot as my friend did with you. I would refuse. I say, no, sorry. I don't do that. That's my style, right? I don't like this, this kind of clone. People came to you because they saw someone, they see like a beautiful fashion model with a little beautiful dress and they, oh, I want to do equal. I want to do the same shit. I don't like this. In terms of lightning, it's all about studying, all about like, Understanding which kind of light I need to show up or to hide something, mainly in body. That's what I was studying a lot when I I started my photography journey. Understand, because when you have clothes, when you have a lot of things around, it's way easier, right? But when you have someone naked in front of you and you have to show the best part of the body, that's the challenge. So, yeah, it's a lot of study. Like, I don't, I know how to work with my lights, but I don't know who's going to be my next model. And that's the big key for me. I need to understand. I need to pretty much read the body before I decide I want to use this light. Normally, my clients came to me and say, use your creativity, right? Because they know me previously. So use your creativity. So, and for me, that's, what do really want? I don't want to be one more guy pressing the button because you have an art director or a mic director say, I want a photo like this. I want a photo like that. Of course, sometimes you sort of close some doors because people just want you to be one guy pushing the button. But I know doing the way that I do makes me happy. That's what is important. From the photo shoot that you said about the bodybuilding girl. She chose, I think the deal was 10 photos, right? The package was 10 photos. And she just ended up buying another 80 photos. For my pocket, was amazing. And for her, it was better too. It's more like when you understand the light, when you start like just seeing, because it, it, you can do this, you can practice this. Don't look at someone's face. Try not before. Try to catch first where's the highlights where the light came from, how this light's going to make this body or this face change if you move a bit or towards or up or down. That's another amazing exercise that I normally send to my students and when I do workshops. You're going to get a flashlight or your phone flashlight, whatever, and you're going to have this apple and you have to understand because if you want to shoot body, if you want to Be a good photographer. I'm not saying that I'm a really good photographer, but I'm trying my best to be. You have to understand light. That's the principle. That's the beginning. So that's the basic that a lot of people doesn't know. A lot of course, a lot of workshop, they never tell you. So if you, one day, probably that's going to happen soon. I'm going to do a workshop with you. I'm going to let you know, how do I catch the light first? And then I start building around this body or this face or around this product. Uh, And you see, it's look like for me, it's easy these days, but it it will be easy for you because a little trick that every single teacher or every single photographer should tell everyone, you know, you start seeing the lights come towards my hair now. And then after that, I start seeing, oh, but look at, if you have the light just a little bit, like five degrees towards his back, that will shape better. That will shape better for the hair, but we still have to see the whole picture now. Then we start seeing the face. So you see the light first and then you start seeing the whole complexity of the face or body or product, whatever. So yeah, building my portfolio, just to finish your question, it's always the vitality of showing how far I can go. But for me, how far is still far, way far to finish what I want.
0: So that's pretty interesting. Was there any kind of inspiration for you to get started on this whole exploration journey? Was there any like a turning point or was there any other artist who was so brilliant with this lighting work that inspired you to say, hey, I need to go down this path. I need to explore this.
1: I think studying the philosophy of photography as I did and as I still do it, all the big names who invented the photograph, right? For me, they always inspire. They always said, if you research or if you read some of their books, they will always say, see light first. Forget about the beauty. Forget about the composition. See the light. From the light on, you can start building your composition. And uh, that's my inspiration. Like, the, I mean, when I say big names, I'll say Olivia Toscani, Ansel Adams, all the old, all the real, I mean, I know we have a lot of real photographers, but I mean, those guys were the ones who discovered it. And for me, I still believe that the best ones. We, we have amazing photographers in these days, but they were like the ones who told us, see the light. And a lot of people don't see the light. Yeah, a lot of people see the viewfinder.
0: That's a very profound question, right? A very philosophical yeah. question. See the <laughs> light.
1: See the light. True. See the light. That's true, bro. To create anything as a videographer or as a photographer, you need light. And the thing is, if you don't have that amount of light, that you you need to know how to play the basics: shutter, ISO, aperture. Not just putting automatically. Good stuff.
0: And yeah, is there anything else you want to add?
1: First of all, I want to say thank you again for this invitation. What I would say is keep studying, keep practicing, but. Make sure that you understand the process. Keep shooting. See the light. See the light.
0: What a way to end this podcast on. I couldn't agree more, Juliano. You can find his work on his website, julianobaby.com or follow him on Instagram. His handle is julianobaby underscore photographer. Thanks for supporting this podcast over the years, people. Do share this podcast with your friends who love photography just like we do on this show. Leave us a like or a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please don't forget to check out Photocountry.co. Till the next episode, stay safe and keep clicking.